Hi guys, it's Callum here, just to let you know that uh, this episode is riddled with some technical difficulties. Um, I've tried to iron them out as much as I can, but, you know, nobody's perfect. And I'm incredibly lazy. Um, but please, enjoy. What's a pirate's least favourite vegetable? I don't know. Leeks. A bluff. <laughs> It's such a non-joke. Oh, dearie me. Oh, well. Oh. Well, hello, everyone. Hello! Um, And welcome to the Inverus podcast. Yeah! Um, yar! Yar! Um, so, if you're not familiar with us as a podcast, we... um record ourselves talking nonsense yes um usually surrounding a topic and uh, while we do this mm -hmm. we have a drink of the week um which we rate at the end of the episode whether we liked it or didn't usually out of 10 i think uh yes I think, um yeah. i think i got a little confused last week um was it the week before? how so uh with my rating but it does doesn't matter let us let i don't us... remember this <laughs> Um, this <laughs> Don't week... worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, to be honest, that's just that just sums up how I've been this week. But um, this week we're drinking tea from the Hebridean Tea Store because all our tea that we drink on this podcast comes from the Hebridean Tea Store. It sure great does. Store. Go check it out. It's online. You can buy stuff online. They have a huge selection. It's great. Very different stuff, all different stuff. But this week we're drinking, what's it called? Mutiny, Mutiny. of the Bone Tea. Yeah. Um, and judging by the smell, I didn't actually look at the ingredients. Judging by the smell, I think it's because it's got like coconut it's, chocolatey. It's coconut chocolate. So it's bounty. Yeah. As in the yeah, like popular the chocolate, chocolate bar. bar bounty. Um, but we thought it was fitting because... This week, we are discussing pirates. Your shiny. Shiny pirates. Shiny pirates. <laughs> um, but yeah, but before we get into any of that, how has your week been, Callum? I will drop my pirate voice for a moment. Um, the week's been pretty good. Um... It's been like the first kind of full week of not being the manager man, and let me tell you, it's been it's been pretty great. <laughs> no responsibility. Really um, I like I probably said last week I I really enjoyed it, but it's definitely just a bit much. Um, super full on, super very full on. full on. So it was nice to have a bit more time to not be thinking about things and just. Relaxing. So I've been reasonably productive this week. I did a wee bit of musicy stuff, which was good. Ooh. Yes. Always nice. Um I keep saying, Oh yes, there'll be there'll be things to come. Keep your eyes. But like I honestly who knows when things will actually be ready. Well no, that's that's kind of how it is, isn't it? Yeah. And um, then sometimes like I think the worst thing that you can do is go on the internet and say, I'm going to do this. 
because then mm-hmm. you never do it. That's yep. that's how I found it. Like there's tons of stuff I have a to do list so long, so long. Um, but I have things to do for other people before I even start like personal projects. And then like today I was writing lyrics in a book, even though that's not even what I'm meant to be working on, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, hmm, I'm going to write a song. Like, why? Like, it, it's good to write down ideas. It is yeah. when they come to you. But then, like, I'm sitting going, mm, I need to solve this jigsaw puzzle that is this song. I need to structure it properly and all this. And I'm like, I don't need to be doing this right now. There's, like, five other things on my list that are higher priority. Yeah. Um, um, but it's probably good. For, it's probably just your brain going, aha, I need to do something and I want to yeah, do this. Yeah. So just do it. And sometimes, you know what? It's probably the best thing to just go with it. Um, because more often than not, you'll actually end up producing something. Um, it might not oh, be what you're sure. supposed to produce, but at the end, you go like, oh, well, I've got a thing now. Um, See, do you know what, though? That's why not having a creative job in some ways is okay. Because I think if you're. I suppose if you're in the mindset of like, oh, I'm creating this because I have to for my job, then, you know, that's a totally different thing from being like an amateur hobbyist the way mm-hmm. that I am with mm-hmm. everything. Um, but at the same time, it's nice not to have the pressure. Um, like just doing what you want as and when you want to. But then at the same time, sometimes it's just hard to find the motivation, you know? That's it. Or um, the time. Time is a biggie. Uh, especially when it's not something that you can just do full time when you want to. Um, like, and if you have kids and stuff, I think the hardest thing for me, because uh, I've been thinking a lot about this, is um, obviously I sing, I can sing, um, but I haven't really been practicing a lot. Um, and as anyone who does anything musical knows, like practice is a huge part of being a musician. That's it. Um. So, you know, I feel like when I go back to singing again, when I practice, my voice is just going to be really rusty and not going to be able to do a lot of the things I used to be able to do. Um, And a lot of that's just because I've got a baby. It's really hard to find the time to properly set aside practice because a lot of the time when I'm free, it's because he's asleep. And I cannot sing when he is asleep because he will wake up. And that's that's (laughs) not good. Yeah, No, it's not. It's really not. Um, um, I don't even know how we got here. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so actually, <laughs> um, that that kind of brings me on to what happened today, um, which is kind of convenient. Well done. Um, I swear we don't actually do this beforehand. Um, this is no, actually our don't. third attempt recording. No, <laughs> um, no, it isn't. <laughs> so, we just record and then put it out. We don't even edit. We're lazy. lazy I know people. it's getting it's getting worse and worse. Our quality is probably dropping and dropping as time goes on. But that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so I was I was asked um, the other day to come along to the school big band to kind of help out the saxophone section and, you know, be there as a positive role model and, you know, just be about, be present. Um, and I was like, sure, how hard can it be? So I got sent through um, the the sheet music, well, some of the sheet music that they were going to be going through and I was like, okay, I'll definitely practice this. Um, it came to today, I managed to get a day off today. So I was like, okay, well, I'll t- pull out the saxophone and I'll just go through these pieces. <laughs> Instead of going through the pieces, um, what I did was uh, I opened up a YouTube video and I was like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to practice. I'm going to try and get um, 
the altissimo high uh, to altissimo range in the saxophone because I can't do it very well. Um, for those who don't know, uh, the altissimo range is kind of like an extra, it's almost an octave that you can do above um, what is the, the saxophone's kind of designed to do. Um, yeah, like the standard range. Yeah, so you've got like just just almost a, another octave above that. So, but um, the kind of key to cracking it is if you can get that high G, um, the rest are slightly easier from there. Um, but I'm really inconsistent with it. And it's really hard. It takes a lot of um, breath support and stuff that I just don't do. So I spent a good two hours just practicing this and really, really like wore myself right out. <laughs> And then looked at the time, I was like, crud, I need to go, because it's a school band, so it starts at quarter to four, um, and finishes at five o'clock or whatever. So I get there late, and they put the music in front of me, um, and not only does he put the music in front of me, but the music's written on this tiny, like, half sheet of paper in really small fonts. Um, it's like minuscule of staring at it. You're not even that. Uh, no offense. No, you my, might have improved. My sight but you're reading not is not that good. great at sight reading. My sight reading is not good. <laughs> um, but fortunately for one of them, so one of them was um, uh, Dragonborn, the the Skyrim opening. Um, oh, do, 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 do. That, not that one. Yeah. It's the official die one, isn't it? No, 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 it's that one. It's the Dragonborn one. So do 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so because I roughly know the tune in my head, um, it's a lot easier for me to find things. It's much easier to follow. Yeah, it's much much easier to follow when you know the tune already. And um, it took like basically one month through for me to get that, and that was fine. Um. And it was quite easy because generally, um, big band arrangements for anything uh, for saxophone wise is usually just boring and easy um, until you get the melody part, which we did, which was awesome. Oh, but the start was just whatever. So that was fine. Then it came to this other piece that I've never heard of. I don't, can't even remember what it's called. The music in front of me, but it doesn't look too hard. So I quickly scan it. I managed to get most of it. I am just like a like I could I was like oh I can play this it's fine, but then it started, and it's one of those pieces where um, the flutes will do like a melody. Let's say it's ba da ba 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 ba, and then what happens is when they start it they go ba da ba. Then the horns will come in with ba da ba, and then the trumpets will come in with ba ba ba, and it does that, and it's really wishy washy and. Um, timings all over the place so trying to count mm. it even though it was really simple and um, we were coming in on like one and a half um beats so you're going right. one and da 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 um that's not the tune by the way i don't actually remember the tune this is how how little i actually engaged with this particular piece <laughs> um and it was just like in fairness nobody was getting it so that made me feel better but because nobody was getting it, i had nothing to pick out and so I just got really confused and lost, and I was like, oh, man, I gave up. Um, but the other thing I noticed is because um, because my saxophone's my saxophone, and I've got a more expensive mouthpiece than everyone, um, I was so much louder than everybody else. 
everyone can hear so you not getting it right so uh it was so it was so funny and i was just i had to laugh it was just brilliant um but it was really fun it was really fun um a little bit sciencey stuff for people i don't actually know the science behind it but the mouth piece and um, the small bit that you put your mouth on on the saxophone changing that makes a bigger difference to your sound so if you were to buy a brand new saxophone the difference between saxophones isn't that much. It's the mouthpieces that, that make the difference. I need to change the mouthpiece. Uh, my friend gave me a saxophone um, on loan. Like, I'm not keeping it forever. Um, but the mouthpiece, I don't think is great. It's a really old sax, though. It's, uh-huh. it's kind of, you know, been lying there for, for a very long time. Uh, and I need to get a new mouthpiece for it and new reeds. Mm. Thank you for reminding me. Okay, dokie. Um... If I remember, <laughs> I'll take some reeds down with me um, when I come um, to the mainland. But the mainland. But yeah, that's um, that's that. What about you? Uh, what what did you what did you get up to? I know we touched on some stuff, but um, hmm, not really that much. Um, work. I was working. <laughs> work. Um, work, work. Um, my eldest started going out to play by himself with his friends. parents recently um which i'm you know i'm really proud of him because he's definitely like ready to be going up to his pal's house by himself Mm -hmm. you know and we we stay in quite a nice quiet village so it's not you know there's not that much to worry about um but it is one of the most terrifying experiences i have had as a parent because like Obviously, you send them to school. That's that's the first time that you're sort of going, okay, I'm I'm letting go a little bit because being a parent is the process of preparing somebody for you to slowly over time let them go, uh-huh. so that they go and live their own life. Uh, and it's really difficult. Um, but obviously, you know, he's he's a young boy and he's never been out by himself that way before. But he wants to do it. He's confident. He's independent. He's happy to to go out there. And I'm sitting going, oh, yeah, yeah, that's really good for you. On you go. And then as soon as he leaves, I'm sitting, like, watching the clock on where is he? Is he okay? What's happening? <laughs> you know, constantly. Um, and it's just a natural reaction. But obviously I'm not going to be overbearing with him when he goes out like that into the world. I'm not going to show him that side of it because mm-hmm. I want him to go out and have fun. And I want him to feel secure and happy because if he sees you, like, going, oh, God, oh, God are you okay you know it might make him worry a little bit and i don't want That's that it, i just yeah, want him yeah. to go out and have fun um but it also means he has to get his first phone <laughs> oh that's which is uh, terrifying again it's uh, it's just crazy how quickly kids grow up and it's a cliche but it's true um it is mad to be fair like they go from just being little helpless screaming hungry things to being like you know people that are articulate and could tell you how they feel about things and have their own ideas and be creative themselves and it's it's wonderful but it's really scary really really scary um he also did uh and it was this weird experience of having that like pang of not jealousy really because i've done all this myself in my own youth but um he started a new drama class on sunday um and he'd been to one before, but he didn't really click with it. It wasn't really for him, and that was fine. Um, and then I was like, mm, things are starting to open up. You need a you need a hobby because you've not really been doing anything for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So he's like, cool. 
so I signed him up for this more local drama class. Um, and he went in, and when he came back out, he was, like, ranting and raving about how great it was. Like, I know, I can't wait to go back next week. And honestly, it was just lovely to see that. Um, and as I said, there was a sort of pang of, like, oh, I remember when that was me, you know, every week going to my drama class and just having the best time of my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was just really nice. Nice to see him have that experience as well. Um, but really, that's that's my week. Um, just been worrying about my eldest. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Hang on, I may have just broken something. Two seconds. I'm back. Hello. Hello. Um. Apologies. Aside from how our weeks have been. Oh, oh, that's one thing. That's one thing I can say. Uh, so when my kid was at the drama class, the drama class is like on the waterfront. And in Scotland, there's a boat called the the Waverley. And the Waverley is a really old paddle steamer. So it's not like, you know, a conventional boat these days. It's a paddle steamer with its own like specific old fashioned engine. And I think it... I don't know. I'm going to look this up, but I think it's like one of the last paddle steamers in existence. Um, but yeah, so where his drama class is, I was sitting waiting for him to come out and the Waverly just zooms past really quickly and goes into port. And it turned out where we were standing waiting for him was where people got on and off. <laughs> so we, but we got to see it up close, like, and I've never been on it and I've never seen it that close before. So I was like, this is so cool. But it goes up and down the Clyde and it visits like different, you know, islands on the Clyde. So like Arran and Millport and all of those places. It's really, uh -huh. really cool. Um, nice. But yeah. That's... And, it's a boat, which I feel is a good way of uh, segueing. Oh, a into... segue that works. Pirates! Pirates! Yar! Although it would be cool. It would be cool if you stole the Waverly and that was your pirate ship. Oh, yes. That'd be great. Oh. Um, I, don't, I don't know about you for the second time. I don't know about you. Um, but uh, for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> but as a as a kid, as a kid, I loved pirates. Um, and I'm not a hundred percent sure as to why. Um, we seem to have like kind of glorified um pirates or give, given this sort of romantic view of of the pirate life. Um, I think. You know, pirates show up in a lot of, like, kid stories and stuff. Like, Peter Pan has pirates in it. And, yeah. You know, there's the whole swashbuckly element to it. Um, now, I was 13, I think, when the first Pirates of the Caribbean film came out. And at the time, like, I'd just seen The Lord of the Rings, and I liked Legolas because Legolas was an elf, and I loved elves growing up. Like, elves were just... Oh, they were yeah, just yeah. fantastical, amazing, gorgeous. And obviously, like, I was a teenage girl and I was constantly being told by the media that Orlando Bloom was a heartthrob and he was the most beautiful man in existence. And he is fairly good looking. Like, he's got a very good facial structure 
and he has lovely brown eyes. Um, he is a very beautiful man. So when Pirates of the Caribbean came out, I was really excited because I was like, oh my God, here's this film and it's got Orlando Bloom in it and he's Legolas and oh my God, this is going to be great. Yeah, and the thing is, you. Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, is such a good film to watch. Like, I'm not saying it's like, oh, you know, best film I've ever seen or whatever, but it's, you know, you can chuck it on and it's great entertainment. It's good fun. It's it's a very good fun film. I went to see that film about four or five times in the cinema. And one of the times, wow. Elena, who was on this podcast, um, she had a nosebleed. <laughs> And we had to leave halfway there, but it's fine because I'd seen it like three <laughs> times before. Um, oh man! But yeah, I, I don't know. I just loved that film so much, and it's weird because I'm not. I wouldn't say now. Like I go back and watch it, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. But it's not the same way as it is with something like um, High School Musical, for example. I love High School Musical so much, uh, and when that came out, I was maybe a bit too old for it. But I still go back and watch it, and I'm like, oh my god, I love this film. Yeah, like. This film is so good. But I don't have that with Pirates of the Caribbean. As I said, I enjoy it, but I don't get the same... Oh, my God. But after that, I was totally, totally obsessed with Pirates. I loved Pirates so much because of Pirates of the Caribbean. And I think as well, uh, because I watched... I'd seen The Princess Bride before that, but I think that, you know, like, oh, my God, Pirates... (laughs) Um, it kind of carried over because there's the whole Dread Pirate Roberts thing. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, the Princess Bride, and that kind of led me to being like, yes, yes, Wesley is the most beautiful man because he <laughs> is the Dread Pirate Roberts <laughs> and he is so mysterious. And basically, I was a teenage girl once. Um, And I think, you know, there's this whole element of Oh, but they're bad guys. But they can do what they want. Yeah. And they have their own shit. They've got the freedom and to go anywhere, to do do anything. anything. They don't care about what anybody thinks. Um, I suppose I was going to say their only limit is themselves, but I guess, you know, bad weather's quite a big big limit. Yeah, um, but bad weather. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Uh... and whether, like, the, the, I don't know, the British Navy's around or something. I don't know. That's it. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah, but in real life, pirates are they're pretty bad bad people. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they torture people. They torture and people in imaginative ways. I think they ways. had that whole... I think because if you look at the Navy, for example, that's like a military organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially where pirate, when pirates were going around. And these days, I mean, there's modern pirates, you know, um, and they do awful things. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine growing up, his dad was uh, kidnapped by pirates. He used to work out on the ships. No way. Um, yeah, he was actually kidnapped uh, by pirates. And it was in the news and everything. He got home okay, you know, we got home safe and stuff, but... It was all over the news and my friend's mum was like pulling her hair out and all of this and it was awful, like not knowing what was going to happen and whether they were going to come. So pirates are really, really bad, Mm. even now. Um, But what I was going to say is that like, you know, in the Navy, there's protocol and there's rules and people respect the chain of command, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. On a pirate ship, as we're saying... 
you can do anything you want, you're a criminal. You know, you're, you're not bound by laws. So in order to prevent mutiny and in order to maintain authority, I'm pretty sure a lot of these awful, terrible things that the pirates did to each other, as well as to just random people, um, would have been to secure their place and the, the rank, you know, and the rank yeah. and the file. Um, because they didn't have that structure. That's, um, yeah, obviously, that I'm not a pirate expert. I don't know. These are just the imaginings of my mind. Um, uh, yeah, but, but you see, can see it. Yeah, I, I just... I, it's not that I don't like pirates. I think pirates are fine. But I don't get the... The same thrill I used to from from the whole pirates thing. Um, um, for me, yeah, because as as a kid, I was like, I was obsessed with pirates. I was pirates everything. Um, and then there was just like I don't know, I couldn't even pinpoint the point. There was just some point where I just wasn't that anymore. Like that, that's it. I'm not obsessed with pirates anymore. Um, you know what it was for me? I discovered Naruto. Ah, now it's and the then it was ninjas. Yeah, mm. makes sense. Pirates... Is, is that not an anime trope? Like pirates versus pirates versus ninjas. ninjas. I was just thinking that. I was like, hmm, yeah, that's a thing. I'm sure that's an anime trope. Mm. Um, so, but I've... like, I've never seen One Piece, but Naruto is better than One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> As an expert on something <laughs> on I've never One seen Piece. on One Piece, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so what I've done, I've taken, I've taken a few notes on just like a couple of pirates that I find really interesting because okay, I wasn't 100. percent sure um how much i could just talk about how much i love pirates but it was as i was like looking at these i was thinking man these guys are pretty bad dudes so my first pirate um edward Lowe. he um he was just like a normal dude he was a poor guy um i think he uh like he was brought up like like poor so he was a little bit of like a thief and stuff but he you know moved away to the new world this late the seventeen hundreds, um, but and then his like first son just like died because he was poor, and then his wife died giving birth to his daughter because they were poor, um, so he was like, he went off and started working for um, the I, I guess whatever the navy um was there just as like a general rigor guy. Mm. But what happened was. Um, but like obviously, because food is rationed when you're in the that that sort of um when you're going out to sea for long periods of time, food has to be rationed because you don't um you don't want to run out of food. Um, so he got into an argument with the captain about the rations, saying it was unfair because everyone's going hungry while he's eating, you know, more and whatever. This argument becomes a fight, and Edward Law <laughs> shoots at the captain but misses and kills some other guy. Okay. Yep. And um, what he ends up doing is just running away. Uh, so there were, I think there were like, um, I'm not 100% sure. I didn't take very good notes. And again, I'm not an expert. But uh, I think they were docked and he just ran away, stole some random ship, killing another guy um, with... Uh, a bunch of guys, and um, one of them is the other pirate I was going to mention, Francis Spriggs. He become he's 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 another weirdo. 
Um, so now he's officially deemed a pirate by by the navy by everybody. So <laughs> the thing that like made me want to talk about him is him and Francis Spriggs turned around to this crew that they ran away with and said, "We are going to declare war on the world." <laughs> and I don't know, they just touched me. I was like, you know what? Yeah, you declare war on the world. <laughs> you go for it. So nope, um, we didn't So like in his, I think in his career he captured like over a hundred ships or something like that. So he's he's not uh not a small inconvenience to to, you know, seafaring folk. But um, the list of stuff he would do to like people he captured and stuff. So like he would, he would kill like prisoners by tying them up, pulling them like like throwing that like rope over like the the mast or whatever, pulling them right up, and then just letting go and dropping them to the ground and doing that repeatedly until they died. Lovely. Yep. He would um again uh tie tie them up um kind of tie their hands behind their back with the rope sort of, like, um, laced through their fingers um, and then set the rope on fire so that it would eventually get to their fingers and then they would just burn to death um, from the hands outwards to the rest Lovely. of their body. Lovely. Um, and then there's, there's this instant, there's this story uh, where he... Um, there was this, the, the captain of the ship, instead of letting um, the, the pirates get like the money and stuff he basically just threw all the money overboard um and was like well if 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 we're not making it they're not getting it um so to punish the captain who did that he chopped off his lips Ew. cooked them made him eat them and then killed him. why i don't know the dude's That's so messed up the dude's mad where um that's like horror movie crap. Yeah. That's what that is. Um, but things like that ended up disturbing his crew so much that eventually they were just like, no, no, we're not doing this anymore. Um, and, Screw you, we're out. Yeah, and um, I mean, there's loads, like there seems to be some sort of um, miss, like the, there's a bunch of theories as to what happened to him, um, but people think they kind of just shipped mm. him off with no provisions and let him drift off into sea or he vanished or something see talking about gross punishments of pirates that i always remember being in school and i don't know if it was we did a topic about like you know pirates or being at sea or anything like that i don't know but i remember um my teacher telling us about keel hauling i don't know if you know about keel hauling i'm not sure it's a punishment where the like an execution um where they tied the person to a line underneath the the ship so you know you'd be thrown overboard um but you'd be tied to the bottom of the boat right and then you would be dragged under the boat um and it would be like you know, you'd die, obviously. You could drown. Yeah, yeah, And if you didn't drown, you'd be losing legs and stuff, probably. It's <laughs> like, mad. That's not... 
Um, because like think about the bottom of a boat; it's going to be like covered in barnacles. Oh yeah. And not just that. If you're sailing around in Caribbean waters, you're going to have like sharks and stuff in there. Yeah, and uh, you know, more often than not, you know, um, even even like a lot a lot of the time, you're you're sailing over like reefs that aren't that far away from the bottom of the boat so you you just be getting scraped along um mm. these reefs and being you know and once once you're bleeding that's it like somebody there's something that's gonna smell you <laughs> you're just dead like it's, i can't it's... imagine anybody survived that i couldn't see it i couldn't no. see it no i always remember as well um i think this must have tied into that but i went on a residential strip trip with my um school when i was in primary seven so i would have been about 11 or 12 and we went to um i can't remember the name of the place now hartley pool key i think it was called and they, they had this like it was like a tall ship i don't know if it was a tall ship we get tall ships in greenock so i'm just mm. going with tall ship <laughs> um but it was this like old-fashioned boat and you could go in it and it was like a museum oh cool and they talked about, like, pirates and sailors and all of this stuff. But, like, the guy, I don't know if people who work in these sorts of places, and the other one, I think you must be, like, you must have this element to you to work in is, like, the Edinburgh Dungeons. Uh-huh. Somewhere like that. Um, but this guy took great pleasure in telling us that if you lost your arm at sea, they would, like, burn it to seal the wound and he like went into like aggravating detail about how painful it was and how much it must hurt you've mm -hmm. already lost your arm and then they're burning the stump <laughs> <laughs> why are you telling us this and then going into great detail about the symptoms of scurvy because that's the oh, other lovely. thing people go on about like oh pirates are so cool pirates are so cool and, you know, they do depict this a little bit in Pirates of the Caribbean because the bloody, like, pirates on the back pearl are zombies. They're pretty yeah. much just zombies. <laughs> it's gross. But, like, pirates wouldn't have smelled very good. No. They looked very nice. They probably were all ill and, like, gross. I don't know. I just, the more I think about pirates, the less I like <laughs> Yeah, we've kind of, like, made pirates sexy in... Like with her, I was gonna say rose tinted spectacles, but I, I doubt that many people were, you know, alive no. in the 1700s. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we've kind of given them this oh, they were, they were just so bad, and and they, they did all these horrible things, but they had all this freedom, and that, and really they were, you know, cooped up in a little boat, a bunch of sweaty people, um, smelling bad and drinking a lot of not booze. eating properly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, they Teeth got scurvy because they didn't eat oranges. Like, um, what I want to know, because I've never considered this, like, obviously walking the plank is such a, a cliche, it's a pirate yeah, trope. Yeah, yeah. Like, they all walk the plank. How often did that actually happen? I don't know. Um, like, because I... everything you read about, um... Okay, I'm I, gonna I, I'm gonna bring I've, it up on, I've, I've, on Wikipedia. I've popped but... up a wee bit, and it, it, there, this is saying here: there's no actual proof that um, pirates made their enemies and victims walk the plank. Um, Historical instances of plank walking. This is on Wikipedia, so it's I don't know how accurate 
this information actually is. Um, but in 1769, mutineer George Wood confessed to his chaplain at London's Newgate Prison that he and his fellow mutineers had sent their officers to walk the plank. Um, so yeah, apparently there's an alleged confession to somebody making people walk the plank. It was an obscure account, which may not be true, and in any case had nothing to do with pirates. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, do you know, I suppose, um, it, like it, it's one of those things that, um, is, it's peace, like it's it's not so bloody that you could you could show it on like daytime TV or old, you, you know, way back in old movies and stuff where there was like you know all these rules and stuff of not showing X, Y, and Z. Um, because you're looking at the tortures of these pirates did are actually horrifying and disgusting, very graphic. Whereas walking the plank, well, you know, uh... you can visualize. I'm looking at a picture here. Um, I mean, it looks intense, but it, it's not. Um, yeah, it's not horrifying to yeah. to look at. I think it's not beyond conception that they did make people go overboard on purpose. Oh yeah. Like, considering how little morality these people had, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the one that always gets me is... Because I'm thinking more about pirates in fiction and why we romanticise them, but, like, obviously, I've never read it, but Treasure Island's, like, a classic novel. Like, it's a classic book. Um, yeah, it was a Robert Louis Stevenson story, uh-huh. Treasure Island, wasn't it? Yes. Um, And it says here... Treasure Island contains at least three mentions of walking the plank, including at the beginning where Billy Bones t- tells bone-chilling stories of the practices of Jim Hawkins. See, I don't I have any context for this, so anyone listening, if you've read Treasure Island, feel free to... Um, I read it a long time. I could up. not I've um, never read it. tell you. But, but what, what always got me was, like, the appearance of pirates in children's stories. Because, obviously, there's Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Um, and spiraling off that, my kids used to watch Jake and the Neverland Pirates, okay. which used to make me laugh so hard because it was about a group of Neverland, you know, little kids in Neverland who the Neverland Pirates. Um, and there's there's Jake and his two pals, and they do different things, and you have to find. It's like for for preschool kids. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's like oh, and our pirate code is be kind to everyone, and you're like. That's kind of the opposite of, of pirates. Like, yeah, this is it's such a strange show. And then, like, uh, CBBC, which if you're not in the UK, that's like the kids' TV channel. Um, they have a, it's like a game show almost. It's the last. It's the only existing show that I know of that still uses Gunge. No way. Gunge was like a big thing in the, the 90s, right? In the early 2000s, yeah. Gunge. Gunge was everywhere on kids' it TV. It was just Gunge. But there's this one, I don't even know the name of it. Um, I think it's like Swashbucklers or something. But it's, you know, the, the little kids' hosts and they're all dressed as pirates and all the kids taking part are dressed as pirates and whoever loses gets Gunged. Um, I don't know much about it, but I just think it's really strange that not only do we make pirates, you know, romantic and sexy for like adults, but we 
make them something to not aspire to be, but you know. Well, yeah. Well, a lot of it's... an object of of children's fantasy. You yeah. Know, is, um... Oh, such adventure, such you know. It's so strange. Yeah, it is. It's weird. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, because you compare that to uh, I'll go back to to Francis Spriggs, the other guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Who is, you know, declared war on the world with the other guy. I've forgotten the name of Edward Lowe. Um, he had a, a method um, when he, he, is, he basically abandoned Edward. Um, Edward gave him a, a, a British man of war ship to, to kind of temporarily take charge of and thinking he was just like, ah, fuck this, I'm away. Um, but the way that he, he tortured people was he would give his entire crew... Um, just like any random assortment of pointy things, um, they'd have to stand a certain distance away from the, away from the 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 central mast, um, and the guy in the middle would have to run round the mast, whoever whoever's like being attacked, and they would just poke and slice at him, um, while some guy would play the violin, uh, with a merry tune, um, so you'd have to. He'd have to run right, and if he didn't run fast, he would. It'd be easier to get like a big deep cut or a big stab. So, mm. um, and then if that wasn't bad enough, they'd do that for like you know twenty minutes at a time or something like that, and then they would just leave them and then tie them up and set fire to their boat and just watch them. <laughs> it's... All, all that I can think is that humans can be awful like mm. so bad i mean we know that anyway in the modern age but like i don't know there's something much worse about it back then because yeah. i think these days all of the horrible things you hear about people doing not all of them obviously and there are some like really horrific gruesome terrible murders that happen but a lot of it these days like particularly coming out of places like america is like oh somebody got shot now that's terrible. That's like really bad, um, and a horrible thing I'm sure to witness. But back then it was all like swords, and you know, it's a bit more manual, if that makes sense. Yeah, and there's there's a lot more like, um, especially like these like torture methods where you're just sitting there going, well, this is all just like really small things, and it's probably the, the accumulation of all these small slow things that end up killing someone yeah, and it's it's disgusting partly <laughs> partly to punish them for standing in their way or whatever and partly just I for crew entertainment well, on top of that if you're gonna be a famous pirate right you want people to be wary of you you don't want people to come sailing up and go and write you're all under arrest you know that's it you um, want people to be wary of you you want people to be afraid of you because then they have to approach with caution. Um, yeah, I think... And you're probably not going to get harassed as much. Like, if they go, oh, God, that's that guy, that's that crazy... Because I'm sure as well, like, different pirate groups had different flags. Because, you know, obviously we see, like, the skull and crossbones and that's the pirate flag. But I'm sure they all had different, you know, identifying flags and stuff. I don't know enough about pirates. I'm sure uh, if I yeah, Lot, um, um, a lot of them had like just uh, different flags and a lot of them were variations on things so I think it was um, oh I can't remember 
which pirate it is now, but there's the pirate who's got his his um, flag is a, him as a skeleton holding a, an hourglass uh, with a skeleton of the devil, um, and that's his flag. Um, and I think Black was it Blackbeard who had the the skull and crossed cutlasses or the something. The Jolly like that? Roger. Um, the Jolly Roger. That's what it's called. That's the, yeah. the name of the skull and crossbones. Uh, I've got the flag most commonly identified as the Jolly Roger today is a skull and crossbones symbol on a black flag, and it was used in the 1710s by a number of pirate captains, including Black Sam Bellamy, Edward England, and John Taylor. Oh, there, so you, there go. you go. I'm pretty sure John Taylor's a pretty good guitarist, but... um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, And um... a pirate, apparently. <laughs> The worst pirate of them all. The guitar pirate. <laughs> What's the pirate's favorite instrument? Guitar! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, two jokes in one episode. That's that's shocking. We're that is shocking. Well. Um, We're doing well. But yeah, uh, I mean, regard regardless, I mean, like, I I still enjoy, like, hearing about pirates and... And, like, some of the things... Like, I couldn't imagine, like, doing... Like, I couldn't come up with some of the torture methods that these guys come up with. Um, and it does show, like, the actual power and brutality of, like, the human brain. It, it can be just... Whoa, brutal. Terrible. Sorry, I drank my tea too quickly. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just trying not to belch <laughs> horrifically into the microphone. <laughs> Just press mute. It'll uh, be fine. I was leaning you just back. Just pretend you're a pirate. Pirates don't care about that stuff. That's it. Yeah. Um. They were probably pretty pretty gross. I mean. Um. That said, I mean, each pirate ship did have you know. A, I know we talk about that they're all like rule breakers and stuff. They did have set rules. Um. Because. Uh. Well. Obviously, the the captain of the ship doesn't want uh a bunch of terrible so, things happening to him, but. If if you're listening right now, please go and look at the Jolly Roger uh, Wikipedia page. I'm doing it now. Because there's a gallery of historical pirate flag designs, and some of these are absolute works of art. Oh, yes. They're excellent. They're so good. But that like that sort of ties into what we were saying it's like pirates were brutal and terrible like it's clear from these flags that they wanted you to know that if you went anywhere near them you were gonna die yeah bartholomew roberts that's the person i was talking about his flag with the he's he's uh, holding the chalice with the the devil um mm. but uh yeah um and you know thing thing once you do something outlandishly horrifying news does travel fast even in those days, um, so you like oh, yeah. you would get to the point where some some ships, more often than not, would just surrender on the spot, and there wouldn't be a big kerfuffle. Um, yeah, some of these flags are brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're excellent. The one that you were talking about with the swords that was Calico Jack. Calico Jack. Um, I was reading about him because of Anne Bonny, who is a lady pirate from Ireland, I think. Ooh. Um, yeah, because, you know, there were lady pirates, which isn't surprising considering, obviously, back then women were expected to be 
you know, a certain way. Um, mm -hmm. And if you were on hard times and you were like tough enough and scary enough and messed up in the head enough to be a pirate, then I guess it could have been a better life. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't imagine being a pirate was a good life, though. I just don't uh, no, see it. No, I don't see it. But, but um, it's one of those things, if you're at rock bottom, like, it's better to be yeah. rock bottom with some some form of freedom than rock bottom stuck somewhere ghastly, I guess. Mm, um, but, yeah, um, Calico Jack, I think, was married to Anne Bonnie at one point because she had a husband and she left and ended up having an affair with this pirate and... Yeah, but again, it's like it's that whole romanticizing. I'm sitting going, oh, you know, she found love and and went out to sea with this, you know, <laughs> pirate. And I mean, it doesn't end well, mm. obviously. Um, I mean, there are a couple of instances of like um wealthy people becoming pirates. Um, unfortunately, I can't remember any exact examples, but. Um, it did happen. It did happen. Um, it was, you know, a rarity compared to, you know, down and out people kind of just trapped um, in just shitty lives. But um, Well, you'd need to steal a ship. That's it. No, or go onto a pirate ship. You'd need to commandeer a ship. <laughs> There's your Pirates of the Caribbean reference for the day. Oh, God. Oh... I'm actually getting to watch Pirates of the Caribbean now. I'm feeling it. It's it's a good it's a good movie. It's yeah, it's all right. I don't know. There's an element of cringe for me about it, and I don't know if it's just because it's tied so tightly to my teenage bleh, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Because like, I was quite a bit younger than you when it came out. I say quite a bit. Um, you're like what six, six years? years younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was about 13 or 14 when it came out, so you'd have been less than 10. Yeah. That's the sort of age where that sort of stuff does start appealing to you, though. Like, when you're eight and you're like, oh my god, it's so cool. Oh, pirates, swords and stuff. But, like, I genuinely think... Because obviously I think the big drawing point was how Johnny Depp played... Uh, what's his face? Uh-huh. Um, Captain Jack. I love that you know, yeah, Captain Jack Sparrow. We're back again. My goodness. Ha <laughs> Technical. Oh, yeah, Captain the... Jack Sparrow, whose name I did forget. Yes. Um, um, the pirates have taken over the internet. That's what it is. They have. They're <laughs> out to get the podcast. Um, no, but Captain Jack Sparrow, like he was played brilliantly mm -hmm. by Johnny Depp in that film. And I think that's the real drawing point for a lot of people. Um, particularly in the first one. I don't like the second one. I don't remember the second one. I tried watching it and it wasn't very good. Um, I know I've, only, I've seen the first three and that's it. I haven't seen any more. Um, but I've only seen the, sec the second and the third one like twice. Mm. Uh, but I've seen the first one a billion times. I say a billion times. Like ten or something. But... Yeah, I really enjoyed the first one. Since we've come full circle, because we started talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, and I think it's probably fitting to end talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. How then would you rate Mutiny of the Bounty? I'm going to give it a seven. It's nice, and I would drink it again, definitely, but you have to be in the mood for coconut. Mm. 
I'm 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 inclined to agree with you. I I'll, I'll give I'll give it a probably a seven. Um, I it was one of those ones where I didn't really notice that I was drinking it. I was kind of just idly drinking it, and it, so it didn't really make a huge impact on me of going or so far with the the teas especially this this season mm. um i've sat there i've been hugging my teas and going mmm tea so good and um, yeah, yeah, this yeah. has just been uh, it's been fine it was nice uh inoffensive very inoffensive uh, if you like coconut um there i didn't get much chocolatiness but it's i got the chocolatey but i felt like the chocolatey is kind of watery but that makes sense because it's tea i mean yeah you know? <laughs> um, um, but most enjoyable what yeah, quite nice um what are we doing next week? I did look at this earlier, but I have totally um, forgotten. So I didn't I am going even to open the schedule. Over to the drive. Over to the drive. The drive. The Inverus drive. Oh, I'm excited for next week. Oh, next week we are talking about food. Mm. And we will be drinking Yamazaki single malt. That's the part I'm excited uh, so about. If you can get your hands on some of that, feel free to drink along. Um, and we will see you next week. Can't wait. Go be a pirate. Arr. Yar. Kabloof. Yar. Kabloof. <laughs>